Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Lifestyles Connecting, the mind story of poetry and music. An anchor weekly radio show. Welcome to my show. I am Marie Ilya, your director, manager, your host for Lifestyle Connected, the Mind Street of Poetry and Music. And we're going to welcome our guest, Carol Hulse, and she is a musician, and she'll be performing for us tonight. Welcome, Carol. Hi, thanks for inviting me back to the show. You're welcome. And... Uh, and we'll have read some poetry later, but yeah, so it's it's gonna be a um, amazing performance tonight, and uh, I'm gonna be performing on your harp. Mhm. Sounds good. Um. You know, and then in September, you know, 28th to October 4th is gonna be the Anchorage International Artistic Peoples Awards in Vancouver, British Columbia, for 2017. A lot yes, of, I tried to go again this year. It's a wonderful event. Love it. Are you go? Are you going? Yes, I do plan to go. Awesome. Well, and uh, yeah. it's a. I think it's a special package going on. So this is the time to you know to buy the package. Okay. Yeah. So, um, that's yeah, so, good. An early bird discount kind of thing. Yeah, so I think so. It's going on like you know an early bird special. You know, you know how that is. You get a little discount if you mm-hmm. or if you you know you get the package by a certain time. So I think it's still going on. So just take a look, and you know, so so you able to get it. So um, so what are some of the songs you're gonna be performing today on your harp? Uh, well, I have a couple of pieces. I have, um, well, several actually. Um, I have several Celtic tunes. I have a specific arrangement of a really pretty um, Irish tune. And then um, just uh, some compositions by some modern harpists. So what would you like to hear? Oh, definitely. All right. So I like to hear this, you know, what we could. You want to like to play now? I'm sorry, would you repeat that, please? Yeah, so you like to play some of the songs now on your harp? And, uh, or, or you could share what some of the things playing on your harp at the Anchor Festival this year? Are you yes, doing like a workshop? No, I'm not doing any workshops. Um, What I'd like to do, and as far as I know, I will still be doing this, is just set up somewhere and provide some background music. You know, Um, there's something Uh, about a harp in the background that is really, that is very calming. And uh, it's also calming for me to play it. Yes, yes. Yes, sounds very, you know, very nice. Very, yes, I could see that. All right, so you'd like to start off with uh, a song? Okay, sure. Um, this piece is called Above the Clouds by uh, Frank Bolt, and 
I'm going to place my phone by my amplifier, and hopefully it won't cause any feedback. So um, if it does, um, I'll and I hear it, I will stop. But just this is fair warning. I don't know, but I don't think it should cause any feedback. But anyway, here we go. I'm placing the phone on the floor, and we're off. That's that one. Oh, that's pretty, Carol. I like that. It's, oh, yes, thank you. I like see you. how. Yes, it, it is very soothing. It's very common. It's very relaxing. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's how much are moving up here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can see that. Let me see. So, oh, oh that's all good. Yes, that's wonderful. And um, so it's just right now. Um, then later, uh, hoping uh, we're gonna have Elizabeth call into the show later, later on, and she's gonna talk, and it's gonna be a good show. Good. Yes, can't can't wait for that. It's gonna be great. And um, you know, we had a poet, but you know. You know, sometimes that happens. The phone's not working, so we understand that. And um, so we can read a poem. I mean, I'm gonna take a look. And, um, just looking, and um, 
Yeah, I have some. I have some new poems I write. I write some poetry. And, oh, good. Uh, yeah, just gonna look. I have. I have some all over the place. <laughs> no, I have some on my phone. And um, and yesterday, last week, I did, we did a poetry performance last week, so that was you know very nice. So I want to read. I have. Um, I read my. Uh, I have a, a couple poems I wrote. And I also came in third place this year in of the poem. It's called um, "The Box of Treasures." That's the name of the poem, and that, like I said, that came in third, and so I was kind of excited. I got a certificate. For, I got a certificate for that uh, for that poetry this year. Oh. So that's, oh. Yeah. And yes. Yeah, so that's wow. yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I got it received in May. So. Kind of excited about that, and and um, so, you know, it's looking. And yeah, you know, sometimes you know when you take pictures of sunset, Carol, I have this like nice, like a round red uh, circle, a uh, round red around it, near it, and with like an aura inside of it, and it's very yeah. interesting. How that comes that how how that comes out like that, Cause, you know. And I did it for myself, and how it came out. So I'm going to read you. I'm reading you my box of treasures. This is the one, like I said, it came in third place. Um, that's the theme of the poetry contest. My friend, you are my box of treasures, heavenly gifts, God's eternal love. Send me a package. Blessing the gift of energy, extremely grateful. The wisdom of inspiration, teaching me beyond depth of extreme deep emotions, pours upon my paper amazing poetry. Balance of life, breathing, sending you the atom, wraps your loved one within her soul, manage good choices. The soul of empowerment, aptitude with strong spirit, who's determined to conquer your opportunities. Fulfilling your role is heart woman that touches the heart of soul, the soul of fee, connecting emblems, affirmation reciting, the reminders within, artists, endowment of aptitude with supports, deeply penetrate the core of my century. So that's my poem. Like? Yes, Carol? I do. Yeah. Yes. Um, Thank you. You know, poetry, one of the, the wonderful things about it is that you can cram so much meaning into so few words, and it's just expressive art form. Uh, what organization or contest were you awarded this um, award? From the um, Princess Rokakma Productions. Um, they're they're a nonprofit organization they, for people with disabil- like physical disabilities, and and um, I was accepted. You know, um, sometimes they showcase my artwork. My artwork's been shown at different menus like libraries, um, and then you know I've been entering the poetry contest for about fifteen years with them, and um, mm-hmm. entered every year. So, so like I'm like the first autism, you know, uh, with their organization. I'm also their photographer, so I take pictures for their, uh, you know, for their events. 
And, um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, um, you know, they, they do have judges uh, who judges the poetry. And, no, and the judge don't know um, who you are when they read the poems because your name is not on the poems. Yeah. So whoever, okay. whoever they, so Keep it fair. yeah, so they're not, yeah, they're not like seeing your name on the poem. Oh, this is um, your poem. This is Maria's poem. They don't when they read it and they judge it. They don't know who they judge it. Then they tell well, the, the like CEO. <laughs> um, it does, and I write it when it comes to me. You know, some you know that pretty much came right away. You know, I did. I also wrote about. Um, the other thing was the mother's the mother's treasures. Uh, no, mm-hmm. no, the other one was mother's legacy. So I wrote about mother's legacy, box of treasures, and letting go. Those were the three themes that I wrote about. Yeah. And let's yeah. and you know there it's like a small fee, like um, it's like a, it's not um, it's a good price. Each poem you submitted in as a contest is like five is five dollars, and it's a good price for that. So I said I send like four or five of them, and because you don't know which one, you know, you don't know which one, you know, you could like a poem, and you don't know which one they kind of think is the best poem. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's yeah. So do so, they judge yeah. artwork and stuff the same way? They don't just artwork, but I would like them to do something like that. Um, um, right now, they haven't done a art contest yet, but I've been talking to them, uh-huh. uh, the CEO, about it, um, about doing a, a art show, photography, and poetry with um, with autism. Uh huh. Oh. I think. Neat. You know, bringing autistic people into the community together. And it's like a, like a separate event what they do for anybody, mm-hmm. and I think I think it'd be a good I think it'd be a good turnout. Yeah, uh, bring, I think it's going to be nice to bring all the artists out there on the spectrum together. I know I talked to I talked to somebody at a piano store, and they're interested in um, working with me, um, showcasing the autistic artists in the community and. They're going to put the whole the whole event together. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but you know, I gotta you know communicate with them more on it and to see what they you know what they gonna, what days they're going to decide is going to be best to do it one month. But it's but right now it's in the talking stage right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. It sounds like an, another opportunity to get your work out there. Um, yeah, I think that's as autistic nice. people, that's kind of one of the most difficult things for us is that there's a, so much musical, uh, poetic, literary, artistic, and et cetera talent out there, but um, many of us tend to be kind of shy about pushing our work. I mean, I, <laughs> self-promotion is not my bailiwick at all. So um, anyway, yes, it's I good to find that. people to help us out. Um, definitely, you know, you know, and that's where we have Anchor, who, who promotes autistic artists, um, artwork around the world, you know, and I, I think it's, and, you know, the different judges, judges the work and, and see from, 
first, second, third. I think it's awesome bringing people together. Um, you know, I did talk to him about it, um, and he likes the idea. And I said we like to be a part of it, you know, um, event so everybody can meet us. And that is the point because another town many years ago, somebody else did uh, our show for autism years ago, but it was not um, – they had a reception – but um, but the autistic people were not invi- were not invited and um, and I said to the person the piano star it's not really about the reception it's not about the food it's about being a part of that event and meeting the people in the in the town in the community and talking to them and as they could talk to us by sharing our gifts and sharing our talents that's what's important it's not about we don't not the point of eating the food that's not or uh, having the food there that's not what we want we want to you know to meet the people you know to be included that's important. <laughs> yeah that's more important than like I said you know or people are like wow they will like bring you know people have lots of money to come in and they got to spend a lot of money on the tickets for the reception um and then you not and then you know they get to see your work, but they're not really meeting the artists behind the work. So you know, and again, you know, it, it's not really um, a good message for the autism because you know. Well, exactly. You want we like your stuff, but we like your stuff, but we kind of don't want to include you. <laughs> That's not a good message at all. No, I didn't like that. No, uh, so he got you know the the person the piano store the man he got that and he he did say they gave me his word he's going to include us in the include us in it. So I think that's kind of you know exciting and awesome. And um, and yeah, we're gonna do I want I wanted to not just show my artwork on you know on the wall uh, as display, but I want to have like a, a a poetry reading. I want to do a speak out about autism. I want to share what autism is and about how it you know include them in the community and understand about you know some people are going to have more sense to sounds, and you know so they have an understanding of that because a lot of people don't get that. You know, I mean, oh, that's not just a normal thing, or that's what they think, or that is the thing, and, and people have sounds, or people make sounds, but people don't realize the sounds of the children being loud or being excitable, that's, you know, where, you know, what children do, but they don't, for some people on the spectrum, it's going to be too much for them, because they're not going to manage it, and it's different sounds going to affect each person differently on the spectrum, and some can manage more than others, and or if they can't, mm-hmm. they'll have a so it's not that they cannot do it. It's like being observant, the intuitive, uh, having understanding, and try to you know be lower talk, lower voice, and talking, and you know try not to have you know if the children is going to be affected. And and it's not you know you want to have an event you know just for the adults in the community you know and the meeting the mm-hmm. people, the children you know. It's not we don't want. It's not about the, if they invited them, they come. They they come, but you know they 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 going to understand that you know you know they have to they'll, they'll teach them that sometimes the child's sound is sometimes can affect the people. So you have to be uh, to be mindful. 
you know, it's not about, okay, they're going to have a meltdown, they're going to have a, what people consider behavior. No, it's not a behavior that can't handle that sound. So, you know, so that's what they have to understand. And you don't know. It depends on what artist is going to be part of it, you know. If some things are overwhelming, you know, you just have to trust that the person that could be overwhelmed will let you know that that's, a, that's happening and, you know, provide a safe place or um, let them say, walk outside oh, without yes. each person. You know. I hear you. And that, yeah. Each person on the spectrum is different. Yes, I know for, you know, you know, like siren sounds. I don't like that sounds, but I know that I'm going to be part of the event, and you know, I will, you know, I will, you know, I'll do take whatever I take to. I will manage it. So other people might sometimes they can, and sometimes some people cannot because they're um, they don't got that um, bill. You know, they can manage for so long, and then if it continues going, then that could also that's why it increases the overload. So a sound for, it goes off one minute, and a second, and it lasts not too long, but you're talking about a sound that's going to continue going and going and going and not stopping. Mm-hmm. That's what it probably means. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes, okay, you yeah, get a child. There's a stop. light bulb that needs changing and buzzes and flickers and just yeah. makes life yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> it's how long, kind of yeah, it could be how long the sound going to continue. And um, for some people, it depends on their level of ability. It depends on what, how do they understand the world around them. So if they don't understand the world around them um, and understand the, the people in the community, makes the community don't understand that, don't understand, you know, the education, that has an idea about that, the different parts of the world makes up the world, and and they don't understand that then it's going to be more challenging for that individual on the spectrum to to manage a lot of the sounds. It depends oh, on their... Speaking of sounds, yeah. yeah. I've got another one for you, if you'd like to hear it. Another yes. um, heart yeah. tune. Okay. You have well, to look into that. Okay. Well, this one's a traditional Irish tune called The Banks of the Shore. Which is, which is a river in Ireland somewhere. I've never seen it, but this tune is arranged by um, Sunita Stanislaw. And once again, I'm going to take my phone and place it by my amplifier and then walk across the room and I'll get started. So here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's it. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. I liked it that the temp, you know, the memory of it was beautiful, and it's unique, you know, because you know me, it's a unique sound. Nice. Yeah, I like that. So it was beautiful. Yeah, I. Oh, I, thank I, you. I play piano. Yeah, and I could play piano. Oh, I, you know, you have one in front of you? Yeah. No, right now, oh, but I'll be, I'm going to be getting one, so down the road, yes, I will have one. Um, I, and I went to, uh, you know, to see about, you know, this is one place they do auditions, you know, for music, so to see what my levels are at. So um, the teacher gave me, like, a free lesson to see where, because it's been a while since I played, and I'm able to uh, they go over the beginning and tell me the notes and that. And um, I got up to the page of I'm able to play the chords and the notes together. I'm up to that. I could play oh. up to that level right now. So I thought it was just you know for the first time in a, in a while not playing. I thought that was a good that was a good place to start. And they were very impressed about how far I was able to go. So it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you you went um saying that and um you wanna play another song and I'll look for another I'll look I'll look for another yeah. song. Okay. Um, I think I heard you ask me if if you wanted me to play something else. Yes, if you like to right now. Yes. Okay, sure. Um this one, another Irish tune. It's called Amy, which it means um, little bird. And uh, it's a lullaby. And I have to reset my sharpening levers here. And I just have a lead sheet, but it will be my own arrangement. It just provides me the melody and some chord symbols, and uh, we go from there. So anyway, I'll put the phone back down, and here we go. Thank you. 
Hi. It was so neat when it was playing. Um, I don't know yeah, if it was the nice. it up or not, but there was a, a little goldfinch that started making their little goldfinch sound and uh, was hitting my feeders. Um, I had my balcony door open, and so I could hear all the little birds chiming in. It was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, so they air their their uh, they want to be part of it. <laughs> yeah, little birds. So did you find the poem for us? Oops, I think I lost you. Are you back? Okay. Hi. Yeah, I'm right there. Thank you. I'm glad I was able to get that phone call off, you know. It was like, you know, that was like, oh, I don't know why that does that sometimes. You know, you're on the cell phone and also it's dying another person's number. It's kind of, I don't understand how that does that, you know. So I will, I could, um, let me see. I was going to, I got my poem and that disappeared. <laughs> Where is it? Okay. So I was going to read my poem for a minute. And so, hold on one minute. I'm going to read. Yeah. Okay, I can read this one, Carol. It's called the state, uh, the state of peace. So, okay, mind flo- uh, floating, bobbing, peaceful, relaxed, soaking in the radiance of pure consciousness. Just as we laid on a boat, gently bobbing in waves, taking in the sun, absorbing the substance of life. In this reverse state, the screen is no longer crowded with discretions. Thoughts is no longer saturated with too much. The sound of breath replaces the sound of destruction, cutting our ties with thinking, bringing us back to the surface out in the world. There's calmness surrounding our being cutting our ties to the opinions, behaviors, and dramas of others. We found peace, therefore, by focusing within, appreciating what we took for granted. The most essential component of life is breath. You like that? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's pretty. And um, I, um, that poem... Um, uh, that poem was in the um, um, in uh, it was published in anthology. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. So a lot of my poems get published in anthologies, and that's one of them. And one book. Sometimes two of my poems get accepted. Sometimes one of my poems get accepted. So it's interesting, and that's what I'm gonna be working on. Um, I got a uh. uh 
I got to finish putting out a layout. They're gonna be put. They're gonna be published. My first poem, not all my poems at first, but they're gonna do a book of some uh, part of my poems. So I can't wait to have my full book, but um, I book my all my poems together. It's gonna be um awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. You know, you just you yeah. just got me thinking. I I write poems as well, but they're they're short, and sometimes they tend to be pretty hard. So. Um, so you gonna read know. one of your poems? You like to read one of your poems? Oh goodness, let me see if I can find one. And. Um. Okay, I'm having to dig here. So they do tend to be sort of dark. So it's I find one that is not quite so dark, and I'll read it. Um, hmm. Okay. Oops. I don't know where they are. Um, I'm going to another part of the house, and <laughs> I can find one of my little books that I keep. That I keep. It's like a little sketchbook or just a little notebook that um, I keep with me just in case I want to write something down. I mean, I hardly ever sit down with a specific person to... Um, write a poem yeah. but um, I, I hardly ever do that but just sometimes something will will um, pop into my head um, so while you're looking while you're looking I'll read my poem Mother's Legacy okay Mother's, Le- Mother's Legacies are challenges of topics conversation within disclosure she's still in me Knowing when to share or not to with my mom within life's lesson without spoken language of a starvation without being taught. Mom's mom's responded with negative words, affecting me emotionally, physically draining, seeking dialogue, my own world. Mystery, abstract, social rule, others do not comply, anxieties of fears set in, observation, established trust. Strong soul, the wisdom I learned, thriving of existence, narrator of protection, storing on files in the corner of my mind. Recollection occurs, physiology and theories, emblems penetrate my emotions. Physiology can't share, repetitive replays, the candlelight restores, the pure innocence of own true self preserves in pocket. So that's that's um that's my poem, uh, Mother's Legacy. Right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, here's one. My writing is terrible, but I'll read it. <laughs> it's very short, I'll read it. Very, very, I don't title them. So um so I'm having a difficult time reading my writing. So here we go. The conversation never took place. You see, we were afraid. We'll never have again that same space, and we always, we've paid. 
So, and that's that one. So here's another one. The spider lives for now, Medice the dresser. The finger smudges, mirrors, glasses, phone. The vacuum hose, damp cloth, refresher. It's done without notice. Is something gone? Oops, I don't know if that must not have been one I've finished. (laughs) Go for your dreams, reach for the sky, run, jump, soar, live, and a spirit won't die. That's good. I like the first one you wrote, too. And that's true. The further, you know, the poem you wrote about the fears of conversations, you know, I think, you know, back in those days is about, um, it's not, they don't, you know, sometimes they don't want to hear what the child has to say or they don't want to, you know, believe. So if they're not going to believe or listen to your story, it's, it could be it could be challenges, and sometimes it could lead to fears. When especially if something's going on and you don't understand, and you're looking for that understanding, and it's very it's that's you know it's, that's becomes challenging in life. Yeah. Okay. So here's another one. Yeah, uh, I think I can read it all right. But all right, here we go. Okay. Give me your hands, palms up, turn to the sky. Now, one at a time, two by two, you must pry those tightly closed digits open, qualms about the burned skin exposed to the sun placed aside. It must be done. Those blisters turned to ashes long ago. So let the wind take them away and watch as the char turns to glitter and leaves and fluff from seeds and webs from baby spiders. Very, very good. Thank you. So, yes. When you been? When did you start writing poetry? You know, I don't remember not writing poems when I was a, just a, a little kid, say six years old or so. I used to write poems. Yeah. And do you still have all your poems? Or, yeah. Do I have more? No, I'm saying um, did you, the ones you wrote when you were a child, was those poems gone or was lost or you have them or you saved them? I don't have them. I think my mom might have saved some, but I I don't know where they are. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you like to play another song? Oh, okay, sure. Um, so this is a song called Eleanor Plunkett by um, Harper. His name was uh, Turlo O'Callor. Excuse me, Turlo O'Carolyn, and um, he had scarlet fever when he was 18 years old, and it took his eyesight, and so that's when he started playing the harp. And he was 18 years old, and he made quite a name for himself. Um, he's written just lots of tunes that are just gorgeous, and they're just really pretty, and I'm going to stop blabbing and play one. So this is Eleanor Plunkett. Mm-hmm. 
short and sweet. <laughs> yes, and then it's pretty. The hop sounds really uh, lovely. The sounds. Thank well. you. It's a great instrument. <laughs> yes, I've only it played it a little over a year, so I mean it's something that took up later on in life, and um, always wanted to do it, and I saw an opportunity and I jumped on it. So anyway, <laughs> it's it's um, even though you're playing for a year, you're you know you have the gifts for it. you do it, you're you know it's still awesome. You know, sometimes it takes it's longer so to learn. Well, I played piano professionally for for many years, and um, when we moved up here, um, I just didn't have any work at all because I'm a freelance musician, and I just wanted to spend my time learning to play it, and there have been many days where I would get up, drink coffee, and sit down in the harp and, at the harp and um, get up from time to time, but I would work on it all day. I mean, um, it's a lot of practice. Uh, <laughs> yes. Beautiful. So I'll read my, I'm going to read my poem. It's called Cellmate. My body feels your emotions, embrace me in your arms, visualize me internally within my soul, supporting my aspirations of creativity as an artist Compassion of attractiveness, immersion, our energy, extremely connected with our love. Expressing your affection for me uh, in very strong, precious, passionate kissing, penetrating deeply to the core of my century, eyes combined, observing, feelings of powerful touch, reflecting, observing, the wisdom is restoring our innocent, warmth, new experience, God always prevails. Hmm. Yes, the last one, that one that I read. That was the I wrote that this year. Thinking, um, that was that was this year's poem I wrote it. It's just something I would think. It just came to my mind, you know. When you write, you know, like, like I said, when poems come, when when poems come, you 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 know, you have to write it down. You know what I mean? Yeah, because if if you don't, they they may be gone fifteen minutes later. Uh, at least that's how it happens with me. I have no idea what I was thinking before, and it's just gone. <laughs> yes, that's you know one of my poems that happened that keeps replaying repeatedly in the corner of your mind, and all of a sudden you try and figure out, and you have this you know this idea and this thought about writing this poem. And trying to find those words that you need to make it beautiful and sounds it, you know, flowing. And all of a sudden, is you know, you get busy, you get sidetracked, and you're not putting it down. Then all of a sudden, it comes back again and comes back again. And you have to finally, you have to write it down because then that's what stops playing when you write it down. If it's important enough, if it's important enough for you to write it and for people to learn from you, it will come back to you even though you did not write it in the moment. Yeah. Ooh, I must have been in a bad mood when I wrote this one. You ready? Yes. Okay, Okay. here we go. Your presence isn't necessary. It's not. It's never been. The princes, prince, and patriarchs 
all supersede the queen. Right. So, I don't know who I was mad at. <laughs> um, but is it because you hear a lot of the stories about the queen and about the, um, you know, and you know what's going on? You know, in the different stories, and maybe it's just, you know, it, you know, maybe that's what came to you in that moment. You know, Diane yeah. Princess. You got you got all these different princesses. You know, her story. You know, and then you just sort of um, I don't know what the truth to the story is. Then you sort of posted that that somebody you know is came out with another story about her. You know, so it's you know it's all good. You know, mm-hmm. so, uh, do you like taking pictures, Carol? Do you take pictures with my phone? I don't have a good camera. So I used to um, use a lot of photo apps on my phone to make just little artsy type pictures with and edit a lot of photos, but I've uh, started running out of room on my phone, so I've deleted most of the apps. But if I ever clear out the pictures on my phone then um, and make some room, then I'll start doing it again. But <laughs> Yeah, I tend to be to hoard stuff on my phone. I don't clear it out as much as I should, maybe. So I've got over fifteen hundred pictures and videos off my phone. So. <laughs> so you okay? So you you take the all your photos from your cell phone camera. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it comes out good from the cell phone, and sometimes it doesn't. So it depends. Yeah. Sometimes you you could um, have a zoom on the cell and they use it as a zoom. So it depends on how close you are. The zoom could work in good in your favor and sometimes can make it, you know, too blurry. But it's usually, it takes good pictures. So I, um, so how about I read, um, so we'll read, a, uh, you want to do another, play another song on your harp? Um, Sure. Let me put through something. Oh, Bonnie Portmore. This is a beautiful song. Uh, it's a traditional Irish folk song. And um, Lorena McKennett did a really pretty version of this. So if you'd like Lorena McKennett, then go online on YouTube and look up Bonnie Portmore. That's really pretty. But um, it's a song that kind of laments the devastation of, of of what must have been a beautiful estate um, called Portmore, and um, there was a really huge oak tree that was not found at the time. And uh, let's see, this happened in 1761. And let me make sure I got my sharpening levers right. Okay, so I'll go put my phone down. And here we go. Thank you. 
Good grief. I have tuned my heart twice today in the last couple of hours, and it's going out of tune again. <laughs> um, <laughs> when it, it, yeah, when the weather heats up, it goes out of tune more quickly. Plus, I think I'm probably due for new strings. So uh, That sounds, yeah. So I gave you some new strings. Um, yeah, it could be the weather. Like you said, it was very humid today. Yeah, it was, and it was so hot over the weekend. I I live um, near Tacoma, Washington, and the weekend was it was hot. And I took it to a, a festival that I played at, and I only played it for one song, but still, it was pretty cool. I like playing it on stage, but it was hot, and it doesn't <laughs> like the heat. So, so yeah, anyway, right, so you I live in Washington. Yeah, Play it again. And there was a big festival called the There was a big festival called the Taste of Tacoma. And I played in two different bands, and one was called the Diamond Experience, and we do uh, Neil Diamond covers. And then the other one that I played in is called the Tumbling Dice, and we do Rolling Stones covers. So <laughs> those are kind of fun. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I'll read, um, I have a poem I wrote. It's called Observing Waters. Observing waters within nature, tranquility, hidden subject of interest. Immersion upon platform, amazing moments within journey, absorbing my intuitive wisdom, focusing on visual sign, eyes captured words, forgotten tools, only memories remain, restoring photos, images on computer file in the corner of my mind. So yeah, that was observing waters. I wrote that in June this year. And um, the other one I wrote is called Poetic Energy. So breathe energy, wisdom of inspiration, teaching me affirmation resided within, beyond depth of extreme deep emotions, pours upon my paper amazing poetry. Yes, thank you. So... Um, so, all right, so, yeah. Um, so, you, um, what else? Okay. So, you like to, how, how you want to play another one, or you or to add a tune, or how you want to do that? Another song. Or we can read another poem. Yeah, well, I can play another one. Um, this one's called Elegy by um, Kathy Moore, and I have these little things called sharpening levers in my heart. There's lots of different kinds of hearts. The kind most people are familiar with, those are called the pedal hearts, and you can see those used in big symphonies, and um, there's some adjustments for um, that have to be made, and they um, are, are done with the foot pedal. Um, if you need to sharp or flat a note, you use the foot pedals on a pedal harp. Uh, with a level a lever harp, you don't have that luxury. You have to flip these levers while you're playing. So um, anyway, if you don't remember to set all your levers before you go to play whatever tune it is and you find the string that you've forgotten to set the lever for, well, then you get a note that's a half step off. And in 
long story short, it just sounds awful. <laughs> so I'm taking a little bit of time to make sure I've got all of that done. And I think I do, so I'll put my phone down again. I'm not happy with that. I'm going to start over. Sorry. your plans for the summer? Uh, you know, my sister and her family are coming up. My mother is coming up in August, and some of my husband Cam's relatives are coming up in August as well, and there's just a lot to see and do here that we didn't do last summer, you know, because we were getting settled, and um the solar eclipse is going to um, happen in August, and it, that should be something really neat to see. 
Um, and I've got a couple of piano students that are um, continuing their lessons over the summer. Um, I've got a few playing gigs, both on harp and piano, that I do with the singer that I work with. It's actually coming over to rehearse in a little while. Um, so, yeah, my musical life has picked up considerably since we got here. And the thing that was the most helpful, I think, was um, going to a coffee shop and participating in their open mic. Um, I don't know if that's something that you're familiar with, but when you go to an open mic, people just take turns at the microphone, and they usually have a host. And um, I gave the host my business card, and they called me a couple months later. And so I've been working a little bit, so that's kind of nice. Um, yeah, so you? that's good. Um, um, just, I guess, um, I don't know, that's a good question. I probably want to do some things with my autism group that I run myself. Um, I plan to do that. I have, we do programs, um, on my, uh, and, um, I do a call, I do college programs and, um, that's like entails like music or drama, photography. So anything you could go do, you know, you go to college. But this is like home college or in a community college. So it's individualized. Oh, really? You know, uh, yeah, I, I cre- don't know. I did. Say it again? Oh, I don't know if you know Samantha uh, Kraft, uh, author of Everyday Asperger's and um, some other blogs is just a really a brilliant writer. Um, she lives um, close by in Olympia, and um, she has monthly gatherings at her house. And uh, through her, I met uh, an amazing poet named uh, Lene Reed, and uh, she was at the last gathering. And, of course, I bring my harp, and, you know, I just play for a while whenever I'm you know, can't think of anything else to say. <laughs> so I'll just sit down and play. And uh, she recited some of her poetry, and I just improvised as a background to her poem. And we um, just kind of fed off each other emotionally and rhythmically and musically and such. And there were four of us at the, the gathering. And when we stopped, um, I mean, all four of us just gasped because I don't think any of us expected what was about to happen to happen. It was just amazing that um, um, it's difficult to describe. Maybe sometime I can get her over here when the next time um, you invite me on your show. And have yeah. Renee recite some performance. Yeah, she's on the spectrum as well, and I believe her daughter is. So, um Anyway, okay, cool. I that sounds will, good. Um, yeah, it's a, her, it's, um, yeah, I'll ask her about so it she and run, see if that's something that she's wanting to do. And I'm just, and Lene, if you're listening, I put you on the spot. Um, oops. <laughs> so, All right. So she runs her own. So she runs her own programs herself. She runs her, like her oh, own. Oh co- no, Lene doesn't. Um, when May does it that I'm aware of, she does speak at um, rallies and such. In fact, she was a speaker 
the speaker at the Olympia Women's March a few months ago. And um, right, anyway. sounds good. No, I uh, I develop a college program for my daughter, and so this is a home community college. It's individualized, so it's like like you could go to college and take this course, or you want to take photography, you can. So this is basically like an individualized program for her. So yeah. she has music, she has photography, she does art drama. Yeah. Those, that's her college. Oh. That's part of her college. Yes. It's not like a physical college, like a building. This is what I do personally, what she does at home. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So it's like yeah. you go... Say again? Does she like it pretty well? I think she likes it. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, she likes it. She enjoys it. And yeah, something good. to do, you know, to, it brings out her, you know. It's not like it's not like you're going to do a writing. There's no writing involved. There's no, you know, reading a book. It's just learning, you know, and bringing out your gifts out. She likes to take pictures. She... She does that. And uh, art drama. Art drama is very, very good. It teaches mirror images. It, it brings out, like, the magic box, where we want to get rid of it. It teaches about emotions, about feelings. Where does anger come from? Where does sadness come from? Um, what do we want to keep? We want to keep peace, calm, relax, joy, happiness. We want to get rid of anger, frustration, sadness. So she works on with, on that to have an understanding what the emotions are uh-huh. and the, the feelings, for the feelings. So that's, and art drama is part of that. It has some art to it. It's part of acting, you know, so acting out different scenes, life, situation scenes. So it's all, it's all good. Yeah, you know, I think it's something that we all need. Because the feelings and emotions are not as simple as happy, sad, you know. It's just not that simple at all. No, you know, a lot of people have, I think, struggle, um, have challenges with emotions and and feelings. And they do feel, and sometimes the words are not there. But, they, you, know, you know, they feel uh-huh. things. I mean, all people. Or like anybody else out there, even autistic people feel the emotions. Sometimes you feel more than uh, than other people do. Sometimes uh-huh. you could feel. Sometimes you could feel that somebody's upset or frustrated, um, or something's going on with their life stories, and you know, could be draining, could be you know, overwhelming because it's, it's a lot of input. If it's you know, if you you know, time to process. So you go walk yeah. in a room with 20 people and everybody has their own story. Do they chair? Not always, but you have an idea. Yeah. Sometimes it could be abstract or abstract means that, you know, that you might not understand something's going on. Well, like, you know, sometimes autistic people as, um, you know, you know, they don't get abstract. Sometimes they don't understand why somebody got hurt, so they might laugh. So people might take it as they laughing. No, they're not laughing. They, um, they, um, you know, they don't. 
Okay. So we're going to, um, you know, like laugh and stuff like that. So we're going to bring on another poet, and we're going to listen to her poem. And welcome. How are you today, April? April? April, you there? Yeah, I'm talking to her. She's not hearing me. Oh. Yeah. No, I have it on. I have it in your mic. April, you there? April. I'll write to her. See, she hears me. I'm calling. I'll say I'm calling you. She's telling me she's here, and I'm and I'm calling you. April, you here? You do you hear me? April. April, yeah. No, I cannot hear you, April. No, I, I, I have her in the, I have it on live, but she's not hearing me, or I can't hear her either. You know, I know she was having some challenges with her phones. Huh. She says she can hear me, but I can't hear her. Will it help if I hang up? No, it has nothing to do with you, no. Uh, oh, okay. She dropped out. She did, Her phone dropped out. Um, okay. okay. Yeah, no, I could fit, um, fit more than five people. Uh I can hear more than five people. Here's bring bring her on. So yeah. Hi April, how are you? Can you hear me? April now I can hear you. How are you? Oh, okay. I'm doing well. Um I just tuned in so you know, I'm very sorry I've been having trouble with my phone and um I was really moved by what I just heard, you know. Um dealing with other people's emotions, you know, intuitively we pick up on that as humans, or we should anyway. Um, and you just never know when someone is feeling um, alone in a crowded room, I guess I would describe it. I've I've certainly felt like that. Um, you there? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm listening to you. Yes, I, I oh, do um, listen to you saying about your emotions. Yes, it could be a challenge sometimes a lot. And maybe you don't know in words what they're thinking, but you know, or they could be, or they could share their story. Sometimes they do share, and yeah. sometimes people do not. Yeah, you or know, no one... um, sometimes people have a hard time opening up. You know, if they don't know you or feel comfortable or or feel like a burden. You know. Um. The... Yeah, I hear that, and um, and sometimes you know it can be a lot of people in one room, and you know what I mean, and you know everybody has a different, you know, a thought. So you know that everybody has a different, you know, meaning to themselves. So you you know you do sense that. Yeah. Um. I I really wanted to um share some of my uh children's poetry and fairy tales, um, but I, I just, with my phone acting up, I really don't have the means to do that, um, but we are approaching July 4th, and I'd like to share a poem that I wrote for my uncle, who 
was a police officer, and he was an extremely good man, and he died in the line of duty, and I hope that is okay to share. Yeah, so I'll we'll listen. Okay. Um, give me one second. I just had it up here. Oh, here it is. Okay. I'm sorry. I had it set up and then you couldn't hear me. I don't know what was going on there, but um, this was previously published by Poetic Diversity, and it's from my my uncle Jimmy, who died in '88. Uh, I was very young, um, and this is the story behind it. You know, he he was a hard working man, and um, this is Wild Horses. Remembrance of the photograph. Uncle Jimmy faded to almost sepia. Wearing a top hat in Ireland, behind him, a distant clovered canvas. I imagined wild horses. Traveling to find answers, something that made sense. Hoping to know more about Grace, my grandmother, who had been adopted as a young child. This mystery remains... October 1988, Los Angeles Sheriff's Department came pounding on my front door in the middle of the night. I was eight years old when he transcended to stars. Helicopter explodes near San Diego. This was the headline. Who knew bullets would penetrate the Kevlar twice or that his feet would never again touch the bright green of Ireland? forever haunting the damp pubs and castles for a surname. I heard taps and bagpipes play on that hot summer day. The heat seemed almost vulgar, prematurely drying our tears before they hit the ground. An American flag, folded somber, framed in wooden triangular repose. Remembrance is not a flag, waving God bless America. Remembrance is a photograph, wild island equine, running the lush green clovered canvas of Ireland, tattooed into eternal heart chambers. I imagined wild horses. Very good, April. Thank you. It's really sublime seeing a military funeral. Like I got to tell you, I was I was very young, and it's it's really affected me. You know, he he Did, was um, an amazing man. Thank yeah. you. So, oh, I'm sorry to hear that happened. Yeah, it was on the news. It was really kind of surreal. So you were very, very close to him. You were very, very close to him as a child. Uh, you know, I love my family. You know, as you get older, things are, are a little more complicated. But yes, he he was my mother's youngest brother. Or not youngest, but yeah, I think he was my my mother's youngest brother. Yes. 
So, yes, and in a few more days, it's going to be 4th of July. So, um, so Carol, uh, would you like to play a, a, the harp? Um, sure. And I think I will probably end up leaving the conversation after this one because I have a rehearsal tonight, and I apologize. I scheduled it for that's, 830. That's so good. That's so good. We do appreciate for coming on and to perform live. Thank you. Okay. Sure. Um, Let's, um, I'm going to set my levers again. This is one that's a little more difficult, so (laughs) we'll see what happens. It's another tune from um, Ireland. It's called the March of King Laos. And um, actually, this one is going to sound more like a trudge than a march because it's kind of difficult. And it's arranged by um, Kim Robertson. And I'm going to go put my phone down. And here we go. And that was that one. Nice. <laughs> yes, that's beautiful. Very nice. And thank you. And thank you. Well, thanks for inviting me on again, Maria and April. It's nice to meet You're you. You're welcome. And I hope we talk again. Yes, definitely. Indeed. <laughs> so, Hi, okay. April. Good night, y'all. Good night. Bye. Do, do you have... How is your phone? Do you have time to read another poem? Um, yes, I do. I think I do. Um, let's see. You know, I, I, I wish I would have been able to hear more of the show earlier. Um, you know, things have been really hard for me, you know, and I just, 
people out there that are experiencing, you know, some some hardships, just I just want them to know that they really uh, need to not lose hope, you know? It's really oh, important yes. to keep that uncompromised. I think uh, I think it's an example to other people, and I think that it's good for our spirit. So I really, I really hope that you know there, there's people out there dealing with things that we can't even imagine, and I just hope they don't they don't lose hope because it's so important. Um, I I'm looking for. Um, my poem five, and I'd like to share that. It's just going to take me a little moment. Um, okay. All right. I may have read this on your show before. If I have and you've heard it before, my apologies. Um, My apologies taken back if you enjoyed it. Um, This is five, and it's it's a part of a series that I'm writing, um, which is called This Obsidian Howl. And um, it's five stanzas separated into five lines each. And that's why it's called five. It's the number five in the series. Okay. Five linnets perch on a tired limb. Rain soaks their feathers, beauty incarnate. As thunder roars and lightning bolts through this infinite gray. I wish for wine or a bridge for which to reach you beneath this improper Velvet of midday darkness, the forest, my only shelter. It is so cold, I am reminded of your departure, this vulgar distance, and I cannot help but imagine you reading my last letter in the glow of golden lamplight. The curved landscape of my voice upon parchment, my adoration for you, I imagine a fire warming you, burning my words to ash. I imagine all of this beneath the sycamore, listening to the linnets sing, their wings wet with the tears of the universe. Very nice. Thank you. Very good. Um, You're welcome. a A linnet, for those who don't know, is a type of bird. And um, my middle name is Lynette. And um, and so it seemed appropriate to use that bird in this particular poem. It's kind of like a sparrow. I also write about those a lot, too. <laughs> I have a thing for feathers. I'd like to hear some poetry from you, Maria. All right. Sounds good. Yes, I'll read my poem. 
Hold on a minute. I'll read some of my poems up. Yeah, I'll stay on. You know, I'll stay here as long as I can. I I just don't know what my song's gonna do. So if you lose me, I, I sincerely apologize. That's all good. Okay. See what poem? Yes, and I'll see what I can bring up. Okay. Um, I know I had a poem. Okay. Oh yeah, I have. All right. The, I have a quote that I wrote. It's called, um, uh, life is still, quiet, extremely important, be observant, notice in detail, patterns in life, repetitively repeats itself, processes. So I wrote that on April 26, 2017. That's my um, quote. And I wrote that poetic energy, I wrote that. Okay, I have to read this one. It's Happy Birthday, College Student, Athena Maria. The lessons within, as angels dance in tune, the expressions of wisdom whispering in her ear, receiving messages, vision of hope, teaching of the angels appears as gifts of the arts. Enlightenment shines as designs of creativity pours out precisely upon paper. Her soul holds gifts hidden inside a package within much meaning, purpose, and love of life. So that's what I wrote. Very nice. Thank you. And then I have this one. It's called, let me see, that one. And uh, I have... Okay, deeper view in and uh, hold on. and I have um trying to come up some up that deeper view. Oh, that's hard to read that one because it's too small. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> and uh, letting go. Let me see. All right. All right, let me take a look. Hold on a minute. I'm just looking at how to cover my phone. I'm just covering up. So how have you been doing, April? Um, I'm good. Do, would you like me to read something while you're looking yeah, for your poem? Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Um, okay, this is acapella. And um, I know that I've read this on your show before, but um, if, if I can, I, I would like to share it with you guys again. Um, it, it's funny because I think there's some unwritten law about men, um, about women, you know, leaving the room when a man is singing to them. So uh, this is entitled Acapella, and I just found some interesting comments on this poem just now. So, um Acapella. There's a page I continue to turn to. 
where southern Pacific marine layer dissipates over valley horizon. Angels are imagined but fall hard despite such hopeful wings. There's eye contact over whiskey and wine, an a cappella rendition of a song few have heard. Time releases a universal pause. Music is made, art adored, and poetry perceived in an empty glass on a lacquered oakwood bar. He knows the exact shade of her eyes, she his. She's reminded of clouds over the slow flame of Leonard Cohen, the blue burn of Coltrane and Armstrong. It is a thing of alchemy here in this darkened room, absorbing the sunshine of each other's bones. Very good. All right, I'll read my poem, Blessings. The darkest moments of emotions travel through rooms in my brain. Stories shift person to person, leaving confusion. Can't focus, time to process. Feelings creep within like a tidal wave of anxiety, sadness, scared. Gushing feelings through art therapy, yet still silence lost for words, yet hoping for support for my stories. Won't you please help me share my autistic wisdom? Mind slips into the darkness of sadness. Brain tries to focus, observing information, hiding tears in the corner of my room or retreating into my own world. I remain strong. God's blessings, angels' gifts, eternal love, new direction of life, Mysteries of his teachings, prayers forever. And may I ask yes, what inspired that specifically? Um, yeah, yeah, I wrote that. Um, let me see when I wrote that poem. I wrote that poem in 2014. You know, I guess it was a struggle, you know, it was challenges in life. You know, sometimes you don't meet the right people in your life. And you know, and then it is sometimes, and then leads to you know. So it's you know leads to frustrations or trying to find some hope too. You know. Yes. You know? Um, I think that you know, if if you know you you meet these sort of challenges and you you realize either what you want or need or what you don't want or need and that there's value in that too, you know. Oh yes. And you know, and then do we doing okay, let me see here. I have um okay, I have let me see yeah. Okay. I have a mother and daughter poem I put together. It's called um, uh, Bright as a Rose. So um, a mother-daughter poem is I take sometimes what my my daughter says, and then I add poetry to it. So comfort and joy, bright as a rose, emotional swinging or bouncing, soothe soul or comfort. We play stories, memories in tune of my memories. The gift of a creativity, passion, restores within rooms of my brain. The corner of my room sheds a tear. Sadness of joy, bright smiles upon my face. Rocking my purple 
rocking chair, looking at photos from a long time ago. Little girl, receptiveness replays the video through my mind. The visuals, images of doll on ball, bring smile of laughter, emerges. Comfort and joy, bright as a rose, sunshine or a rainbow, up in sky, you were laughing. The angel sings opera, softens harmony, penetrates the peace of love that touches the heart, comes so eternally, the angel of love eternally. So a lot of things that she, it was a lot of things that she said in here, and then I had my stuff that some things she wrote said. Like she said, little girl, she said, long time ago, long time ago, and then things she likes to do, the doll, the ball, and then. So you have then you have a poem. Yeah, I don't um I, I don't have children but I certainly love them. I have some great nieces that I just absolutely adore. They're amazing children. They're so intelligent. I think that's why oh, yeah. I enjoy writing for them, you know. I don't think we give them enough credit for their intelligence. To be honest, um, yeah, I'm working on an alphabet book right now. <laughs> um, and all the you with a lot of things. That, yeah, a lot of things that that they say that you use in the poems. Yeah, and you give them credit. Yes, I'm working on a a new children's book. Um, Amphigories and other other poetry for children and um, it's an alphabet book but it ties into a, a lot of my other children's stories um, and my film that I have out. I have a children's book out, uh, Sky the Troll and Other Fairy Tales for Children. So this is the second one and um, they're just really little tiny poems that are a little bit silly and a little bit dark in certain circumstances, depending on your taste. Um, but that's kind of just how my mind works. But yes, okay. Um, so you, yeah, you could. I want you to continue talking, and I'll be right back. So give me one minute, and and you can read some poems. Okay, I'll do a couple little letters. Um. My favorite is, one of my favorites is is the letter B. B is for Bostrick, the blind old bat who flew into walls when chased by the cat. And um, C is for Cartwright, the silly billy goat who swam in an alligator-infested moat. They're just little anecdotes that might be a little silly but fun in the same sense. And... I have a film out, Polyphony, Be You and Accept Me Too, which is an anti-bullying campaign in film form, which is kind of like Sesame Street with a lot of learning segments. And I really have to give credit to Chris J. Miller and Lydia Blaisdell Miller for helping me with that. We won an award in 2010, the Gold Fix the award, and they really did a fantastic job helping me with that. And we did Sky the Troll and 
clay animation, which is definitely a feat. It it was a five minute, forty five second film that took us two and a half months to edit. I got to give credit to Chris for that. Um, so that was pretty amazing. But um, I guess Maria is going to be back in a few minutes. So I'll I'll read a different poem. Uh, this is not a children's poem, but um, my phone is having some issues, and I'm going to try to bypass the issues by reading one more for now. Uh, this is That Whiskey Blue Sway, and it was written for my friend Herman Jackson. Fingers fierce and fragile danced the porcelain fire away, setting ebony to ivory against the whites of evening lights. Tonight, even the houseflies have their sway and swagger. Ghosts will stride with secrets placed pocket deep, and everyone knows where the whiskey flows. Cigarette to flame, fingertips to quiet lips, a melody unbroken beneath the veil of whispering. She's got that whiskey blue sway. Across the ballroom, her eyes are invitations. She wears these blues like a little black dress. Flowers peek from the tuck of curls, all red and smiling. Hips set to boogie and bass. A swing of taunt against eyes in their flight. And tonight, patterns emerge from black and white as an unmasked clown sits dim in the corner, chasing the madness to glow. The smoke and music fills, and moving in its sway, unlost within the depths of corners, we become poetry written on cocktail napkins and the rhythm that moves the night to crawling grooves. Very nice. Maria, are you back? Okay. Yes, I am. Good. I'm right here. Very good. I can read um, the infantile argument as a mother daughter poem. Don't get me started, the infantile argument. Repetitive replace will not subside, but will lead to frustration as emotionally insular tidal way as you continue adding footage of dialogue. Pure exhaustion of behavior creeps in, affecting her sensory input as you take a breather. A silent quiets the mind as she will continue the conversation words that were shared. As you process a reminder to yourself how you spoke your words, you will never win as you feel the impact of the sensory system and limit the language. Very nice. Thank you. I guess and my phone uh, is holding out okay. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, and then we have using my um waking of realism um of This is like um two two different dreams happen the same night. Um one um, you found out happened that same night you had the first dream, and the, the other one happened a week later. So this is my poem. I wrote about it. Sleeping minds travel to Hamptons, same night, two dreams, 
mind eye sees the foot sees the future. Premonition, one dream becomes real. The same night, the hour of the week after. Late night, the shadow of a woman walking downstairs, falls, breaking both knees, pain, remembrance to my dreams. Late afternoon, mind zooms in, motorhome, hurling, then suddenly tumbling over and over. The fear spreads across the highway of my mind. My awakened journey to realism imprinted in my memories. The images translate into reality. The traveling mind returns haunting my days. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, I want poem. And um, the blended vlog I wrote uh, um, to me, uh, a while ago, and this is you know it actually happened. Actually, the seagull actually was picking up shiny objects and dropping it. This is what I wrote: blended fog. Walking a fast pace on boardwalks in mystery rain, scenic route of trees, pine cones, and flowers, seagull flying, one particular unusual seagull picking up, dropping shiny objects on pier, loud sounds echo from his toys, flies, wa- flies away, flies back, playing repeatedly, noticing nature surrounding, man fishing, water glistening. Mysteries of your thoughts on a journey, traveling past, disappearing, melting into misty rain of no returning, scenery of beach, colors in sky, an odyssey of distance, mere blended fog, a perfect painting. That's that one. And, um... And I'll that one. Would you like to read a poem? Um, sure. It's, um, if you'd like to read something, I, I can try and find something. Uh, look like I, I, I really wasn't prepared because my phone, you know, has not been working out too well. Um, um that's not, that's good. Not holding a charge. Is it may I read mm-hmm. something that's not mine? Yes. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Or are there any um sensories on here? I I can skip Where? a line if there is. All right. I don't know. Um sure. just not, on the radio. Uh, I I don't want to I don't want to okay, anybody. Okay. Uh, long as there's no bad words. You know what I mean? Anything, if it's a bad word. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll skip that line. It's not something I normally do, but I understand. Um, and I'm this one um, I wrote for my niece. Um, and, you know, we all need forgiveness sometimes. And I, I believe that, you know, you can offer forgiveness without it being accepted and be able to show love and that's uh, basically what this is about. Um, it's called Patterns and Light. I remember the day. I loved you already. No one has ever sculpted us into marble or medusa. 
only a fine memory blur of pattern and light, dancing off walls, celebrating glorified silhouettes, unaware of beauty beneath the surface, but hope, see something more, a thing of light that moves beyond, spills over oceans of darkened shadow cast framework, barren meadows of mist up, someone in a field with open eyes, reveals their dandelions, sees vision and lens blur, saturation and color corrected memory, a rough edit, salvation, censored. In an arcway of impeccable light, refraction reveals itself, an impressionistic painting of what strength wishes to become, fragrant rose, sharp black thorns, halo adorned. Um, It's really hard for me to read that poem without censoring it, to be quite honest. Um, As a poet, I just really don't feel it's appropriate, but um, I also believe in the content of the poem, and if that's what i got to do right now, I'll do it. (laughs) You know? Yeah, I understand. I understand more. Um, yeah. I have another one here that I'd like to read if it's okay if I read somebody's poem that, you know, isn't mine. Yes. All right. Okay, this is uh, one of the original Venice beat poets um, who's truly captivated me. And I have a poem I wrote for her, but um, this is her poem. This is um, Philomene Long. It's called Mirrors Are Sleeping Winds. Mirrors are sleeping winds. In this glass room, its window dreams into frost. Hours after hours pass, I sit before it. Death, swinging in slowly in her pleated black skirt. The night black as patent leather shoes is palatable the sounds of the newly dead grinding their teeth in a grin of relief. Too soon to be ghosts, too late to speak, as I, neither fully dead nor fully alive, sit with them upon their marble lakes. I do not feel their marble kisses upon the poems Dimming on my marble lips. So captivating. Um, I love her. Yeah. So what does um, that she, poem she, that you wrote? Yeah. Uh, so well, she's poem? no longer with. She's no longer no, with us. Yeah. You know, um, she was a twin, and she was very prominent in the Venice. She's one of the original beat poets, and um, I just feel that, you know, she kind of grasped some things that people were afraid of, and she she was able to 
speak them so eloquently. Uh, hours after hours uh, pass, I sit before it, death. Isn't that all of us? Yeah. That's, you never know. I mean, you just never know. Hmm. No, For example, I'm, I'm a person who did 11-mile hikes at the, the peak of the Santa Monica Mountains several times, you know. And within a year, I was immobile. And it was very, very difficult for me to, to deal with that. I mean, I'm feeling much better. I, I still don't know what's wrong with me. I'm, I'm dealing with some health issues. But um, you just never know what life is going to hand you. And that's what I was saying. You just can't lose hope. You have to be you have to be uncompromising with that. And science evolves very rapidly, and so that that's one hope that you can hold on to when you're dealing with health issues. You know, um, uh, but you got to be yeah. strong. Sometimes we not always know the reason. It could be a, a lesson to learn. You know, it could be a set. Even though it could be said. Yeah, I don't always know why, but um, I could read. I wrote this talking about like a loss, so that was a loss to you. Um, I wrote this about souls of eternal life. It's when you lose a loved one, that what happens. So this is where um, it's a good poem. It's uh, it's about that. All right, so believe in our Lord, safely protects your soul. Mystery preserves. Living body becomes an angel. Winged soul sows through the winds of clouds, traveling millions of miles, exploring amazing sights. Purest light, innocent of wisdom, entering heaven gate, protects your life story. God's contribute with a hug. Overwhelming power of touch, tears of rhythm, spirit soul of emotion, sentimental feelings, receives God's eternal love precious gifts. Your body remains on earth, unique component, surrounded with flowers, represents love. A butterfly carries your name, remembrance, welling cries, penetrate, eyes full of tears, falling from sadness, sorrow departure as we go our separate ways. Our love hearts tangled together, can't be broken. Praying to God, strength of mind, body, recuperates. Healing within ourselves, receiving God's blessings, permission to grieve and grow, so happiness, embracing life, candlelight of hope, doors opening, offering new challenges and opportunities. And that's called the soul of eternal life. Um, April said uh, 10 years ago. You've been writing a long time. That's good. Yes, I've been writing um, down for 15 Yeah, it posting. Sounds like 15, my phone 15. is beeping at me. I, I think um I think I'm gonna lose you soon. That's okay. Um, um but uh thanks for coming on and sharing and we'll talk okay. soon. Okay. All right. Okay. So, and um we'll and play. next time next time I come on I will have some mother daughter poems to share. Um, Sounds good. I'm sorry that I didn't this time. 
Um, but That's okay. We'll my phone. Time. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Maria. Right, we'll talk soon. You're I welcome, appreciate April. you. Thank you. I appreciate. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tis you, tis you, 
must go and I must bide. But come ye back when sun shines in the meadow, or when the valley is hushed and white with Sounds of waterfall music to your ears. 
experience the environmental surroundings, waterfalls, incredible of the mountains, beauty of flowers all around, sweet smell of perfume, energy of body relaxes, spiritual comfort of soul, emotions of tranquility uplifting, the thoughts travel into the distance, walk it in nature, glorious expectation. World, words escape me. Where are the words when memories are triggered by others, blindsided, ripped from the present, and dropped into the past? Where are the words when you know something isn't right, yet others insist you're wrong, so you know your instance and suffer? Where are the words when you're frightened, but no one else understands? Are you feeling validated are you, or do you mistrust even yourself along with everyone else? Why are the words hidden inside us when are strange to use them? 